Well, here we are, 25th of December. Yes, it's the Christmas Eve. The much-awaited holiday season is finally here. Let's ponder over, what is Christmas? It's not an external event at all. No, it is not. I, myself, do not celebrate. But just pondering over on this festivity season and season of all the blessings and good wishes, what is Christmas? It's not an external event at all. It is actually a piece of one's home that one carries in one's heart. It is tenderness for the past, courage for the present, hope for the future, the blessings of peace, the beauty of hope, the spirit of love, and the comfort of faith. I wish may these be your gifts, my gifts, all this festive Christmas season, a blessed season, this wonderful holiday season. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology, and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods, and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better, and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? So lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. All wrapped up in the magic of this Christmas and holiday season, I want to let in some magic of knowledge today. What is the concept of reactivity of drugs? How it all depends upon the bonding between the drug and the receptor. Can a drug be designed? So many questions in my mind and I'm sure I'm connecting with your minds too. Well, let's brighten up this corner of complex concepts with the bulb of facts. You know what? As I am contemplating over the bonding today, yeah, bonding of drug and receptor, Let's start off with a talk. I want to tell you that bonding, it fosters complete and proper interaction of drugs with their receptors. The most important and the major bonds to be known, they are the covalent, electrostatic and hydrophobic bonds. The strongest ones are the covalent. Many a times they are irreversible in nature. A classical example I want to state here is covalent bond between acetyl group of acetyl salicylic acid, famously known as aspirin, and its cyclooxygenase receptor. It is an irreversible linkage. The evidence is that effect of aspirin is much long long after its concentration has declined totally or significantly in the blood that is in around 15 minutes the new process requires fresh enzyme synthesis in the fresh platelets and you know this actually takes several days now one more example to aptly quote here is of anti-cancer agents 
the DNA alkylating agents. They are used to disrupt the cell division in tumor. Another bond worth mentioning after the covalent is the electrostatic bond. It is much more in vogue than the covalent one. Yes, it is. And its strength varies a lot, though they are never as strong as the former ones, that is the covalent ones. The strength ranges from very strong to weak to very weak. Now, the very strong bonds amongst them are actually amongst the permanently charged ionic molecules. The weak bonds, they are hydrogen bonds. And the very weak ones to comment are the vendor valve forces. Then lastly to talk are the hydrophobic ones which define the interactions of highly lipid-soluble drugs with cell membrane lipids and also with the internal walls of the receptor pockets. Yes, so these were some new things that you should really nicely pour your attention over on. Now, one good fact and note point here is that the weak drug receptor interaction, it is observed with higher drug selectivity as compared to the strong bonds. That's quite ironic, but it is. Now just brainstorm your minds. Why is it like that? Any guesses? Any ideas? Any thoughts? Okay, let me give you the discussion part of this particular fact. Why is so much drug selectivity associated with the weak drug receptor interaction? See. If a bond is weak, it will definitely demand an exact fitting of the drug to its receptor. Are you getting some point? Yes, you are. Now, in order to make the interaction successful, the proper fitting of the drug to the receptor should be there. So, what do I conclude with this particular fact? That for a short-acting, specific drug action, it should be designed for weak drug receptor interactions and it should not be designed for covalent, strong, irreversible bonding. Got the idea? See, that was really a brilliant idea. Now I would like to draw your attention towards the inert chemical nature of drugs. You know, drugs are sometimes inert but they show a significant pharmacological profile and action. A very famous classical example is of xenon. Xenon is a gas and it is used for anesthetic purposes at high pressures. It is inert in nature and has a very good pharmacological activity. Okay, next I would like to comment upon the shape of the drug. Yes, that's very important. Though I have talked a little about chirality but I want to talk in detail here. Ideally, the shape of the drug should be complementary to the receptor. It should be and here comes into play the concept of chirality. Chirality is very well known as stereoisomerism. Well, you can get it right with the example of something like a glove, you know, gloves. Gloves fitting in the proper hand, in the respective hand. See, left glove, it fits in the left hand and right glove fits in the right hand. The left hand side fit is not much proper for the right hand glove and it is also true vice versa. Got the concept of chirality? Yes, I'm sure you might have tried and 
got getting to understand this particular thing. Now let me explain in much better way with a very simple example. See, Carvedilol, it is drug for the heart. It has single chiral center and it has two enantiomers. The S1 that is negative enantiomer. It is actually a potent beta blocker while the R1, capital R, that is positive one, it is a weak beta blocker. So that makes a lot of difference. And you know, both are equally blocking the alpha receptor. That's again a very big difference. I hope you are able to get the importance of stereoisomerism exhibited by the drugs now. Now you know, I want to tell you for your kind knowledge and information that enzymes are too usually stereoselective. One drug may be more or less susceptible to a specific enzyme and that all affects the duration of action of drug also. Now one thing I got to know after deep study, yes I really want to share with all of you here at particular point, it's a very interesting thing. Now even after the knowledge of chirality you know, the stereoisomerism is so much in vogue nowadays and you know very often the racemic mixtures of drug you know, you understand what are the racemic mixtures, that is both in anchiomers, they are mixed together rather than using a separate form. Now they are used for the clinical studies, for the drug efficacy, drug elimination and even they are marketed thoroughly. Now what's the drawback of this particular thing? Have you ever wondered about it? Let me tell you. Well, the person taking the racemic mixture is actually taking the drug around 50% less active or inactive than the separate isomer form. Yes, that is the truth. But still, why it is so common? You know why? Because no set or standard or proper evidence of the less adverse drug reactions with the racemic compounds has been known as compared to the single active enantiomers. So that is why, you know, the racemic mixtures are so thoroughly marketed, used and they are not able to be overpowered by the single active enantiomers. That was a quick, important, interesting thing I wanted to share with all of you. Now, lastly, I want to comment a little upon the rational drug designing. Now, though in future I may take up this topic in a lot of details, I may. Uh, that's why I'm telling you it may it may not be possible but some quick facts about it at this particular point I want to tell you so let's get to know the first point is that if you know that about a biologic receptor of drug then you can predict the molecular structure of the drug that's the first concept associated with the rational drug designing got it second point but till now, this has not been practically possible. No receptor is known in detail yet. That's a fact. Third point. Now, as with the advance of information and technology, though some 3D structures of receptors have been known and they have allowed the drug development process based on the molecular design. That is with the advance of technology. Got it? Fourth point. These actually, there are computer programs which in fact optimize the drug structures to fit the known receptors. And this is what is in real forms the rational drug designing. That's quite interesting, huh? 
Well, more interesting things I have in store for you all to know. Something like drug categories, how the drugs are named, etc, etc. And much more. All to be known in the next episode. So, what are your Christmas plans? What are your holiday plans? I'm sure there's nowhere pharmacology coming in between of your wonderful plans. It should not. But yes, as being students, we should not stay away from the books too far away for a long time. So, I will not be hampering these episodes. I will just be continuing with my episodes. I will try to do on regular basis as I have promised on the particular days of the weeks. You can always come back and listen to the episodes. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.ispharmacologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for the monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about the medical sciences, drug information and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name is Pharmacology Difficult. If you are listening for the first time, do follow me here whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do read and review on iTunes Apple podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.